Welcome to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with Rebecca Hall Greider. In our program each week, we provide the tools, ideas, and encouragement to help you move ahead on your journey, becoming a more powerful and impactful woman in your own life. Now here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day, that you're taking a moment to stop, pause, breathe a little bit, and really take time to check in, to reflect. We can get so caught up in the doing of life, in the busyness, and there's almost an intensity I'm finding that is happening with all that has taken place in 2020. And now as we're moving forward in 2021, I'm as I'm talking to people, there's an intensity of movement and focus and things that they're navigating um, that they haven't navigated before. And, and as they're looking ahead, trying to navigate through things and that uh, there's some uncertainty around. And so today I'm just thrilled to have an amazing guest expert who's worked with powerful leaders around the world and helps us, she's going to share her wisdom to help us know how to navigate during uncertain times, to how to navigate as we're looking at 2021 and beyond. What are some ways that we can proactively navigate in a way that's in alignment with who we are, who we're becoming, who we're choosing to be, how we're wanting to be, and what we're looking to bring forward in our life with purpose in both what we do and in how we are choosing to be. So I'm just honored to have all of you joining us. I know you're going to deeply enjoy and be powerfully touched by our amazing guest. And I want you to be able to get the most out of our time together today. So the best way to do that is to make a choice right now. Choose to be fully present. Not multitasking. (laughs) Not half listening. But really choosing to be open. Mind, body, soul, and spirit. Ready to be poured into. In fact, you're looking forward to this opportunity to be still. To get to be and to be served and supported and poured into so that you can be filled up. So as you go back out into the world, you're able to do so mindfully, powerfully, and purposely. This is a time that you get to be poured into. So choosing to be fully present. Choose to check in. Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth. Beautiful. And as you're checking in and you're breathing, I actually encourage you to close your eyes. You're absolutely safe. Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your head. Keep breathing. And as you're checking in, what is it that you need today? With your hand on your heart as you're listening to that still Small voice, we're sometimes too busy, moving too fast to hear. What is it you need today to serve you, to support you, to uplift you on your journey? What do you need to identify that? I'm going to add to this, that you are willing to receive because you have choice. So what do you need 
that you are willing to receive. Unattached to how, we're not worried about how, just identifying what it is that you need and you're willing to receive. Beautiful. Let's take a breath. Come back into the room, fully present. Beautiful. And take a moment to write that down. Write that insight down, that information that was shared with you. It's so easy to get distracted, to move on to the next thing. We can forget what it is that we need. We can lose track of it. We can actually miss the answer that is right in front of us because we get distracted or we're not looking or we think it needs to show up in a specific way. We're trying to control the how (laughs) instead of allowing the how. In fact, I want to encourage you, extra credit, bonus opportunity, stretch opportunity, look forward to being surprised at the unexpected way that need gets met. You're looking forward with excitement and anticipation as to how creatively, powerfully that need gets met. That takes being open. Beautiful. So with that, I'm going to go around our virtual room here and bring our amazing Sally um, to the conversation. And Sally, I would love for you to share when we took a moment to just stop, pause, slow down, breathe and listen. Was there something that was laid on your heart that you wanted to share with us today? And I'd love to have you share 15, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, what was uh, laid on your heart? Uh, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to be on the show today. Uh, so mm. the word that would come up would be gratitude. Uh, mm. Encourage people every year to choose their one word for the year. And my one word for the year is gratitude. You know, oftentimes we are so focused on uh, what's lacking instead of uh, really celebrating uh, how grateful we truly are for everything that we have in our lives. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. I love that choosing a word for the year and feeling it, um, that that deep gratitude and focusing on and celebrating what we have. Because you're right, we can focus on the other. <laughs> so that's a, a beautiful encouragement and reminder for all of us. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. Listeners, how about you? What was laid on your heart when you stopped and paused and listened? How does gratitude fit into that? What are some things you are grateful for? As we get ready to go to our first commercial break, I want to encourage you to really stay present. Resist that urge to go run around and cross things off the to-do list. Use these two minutes for you. An opportunity to um, reflect to continue to hear what's being laid on your heart, that it's okay to be still and receive. And what are you grateful for? And we'll look forward to continuing our conversation in just two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. 
visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. You have the power to be stronger, live fearlessly, and enjoy the benefits of a great life. Listen for Fearlessly Authentic with host Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody has proven at an age when many start to slow down that she is just getting started. With two grown daughters, a successful business that she started at 50, a finalist in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and a two-time world bikini champion, she's ready to take you to the next level in your life. Fearlessly Authentic airs Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that time, that opportunity to be still. I find myself, I can get so caught up in the doing and the rushing from the next thing to the next thing, I can forget to even breathe deeply. So I appreciate those opportunities, those reminders to slow down a little bit, to remember to be poured into, to be filled up so that I can move forward on purpose and powerfully, not an autopilot, but with meaning and that I can choose my next step. I can choose my reaction. I can choose how I want to be. And so I hope that you take advantage of those opportunities throughout the show to pause, to breathe, to integrate on a cellular level those things that serve you. And release the things that are no longer of value or serve their time. Can release what's ready to go. Create room and bring in all that will serve. And with that, I'm just thrilled and excited to formally introduce our amazing guest. Sally Anderson has privately coached key influencers around the world for over 19 years. These include CEOs, politicians, global influencers, visionaries, celebrities, millionaires, and billionaires. She helps them, those that are looking for leading edge performance. They're wanting to take things to the next level. She helps them do that. She's the founder of the co-creative Equanimous Leadership Curriculum and is passionate about sustainable human and organizational transformation. She wants real transformational that is lasting and impactful. 
Will you please lean in and warmly welcome our powerful, dynamic, and heart-centered Sally Anderson to the show. Welcome! What a privilege to be here today. (laughs) And I must say, my friend, you have one of the most seductive voices I've ever heard on radio. My goodness. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I have not been told that before, so I'm going to I can add that to my my descriptors. <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing. And where are you joining us today from today? Uh, we are joining you from Aotearoa, New Zealand, mm-hmm. right on the other side of the world. Oh, I love that. So we're we're connecting all across the world. I love that uh, to come together. And I think that's something that's so powerful about the technology we have today that we can do that in real time and uh, connect with each other. So truly, truly powerful. And I'd love for you to share a little bit of why. Why is this work that you do really helping create sustainable human and organizational transformation? Why is that personally important to you? Really looking forward to today's conversation. Okay, let's start. So, uh, I was in New York um, the day before September 11th, Mm. not realizing what was going to be happening on September the 11th. I was in charge of a global restructure program across uh, Netherlands, Boston, and New York. Mm. Uh, Our offices were five blocks from Ground Zero. I'd had a very lousy cup of coffee at the base of the Trade Center Towers, and I took a flight to Boston on the 10th. So, being in America when September 11th hit, was my wake-up call. Millions Mm -hmm. of dollars would be spent on these change programs that I would implement, but I knew they'd never get a return on their investment three to five years after I walked out the door. The amount of money that is spent, and it's still to this day, in companies globally, on coaches, on uh, off-the-shelf training, on consultants, on off-the-shelf cultural change initiatives, were very, very questionable ROI back into the business. So I became fascinated by this elusive thing called sustainability. If you're going to invest money into change, let's make sure it's sustainable. I'd also been a course junkie for 30 years, name a book, a CD, a course. I'd read it, listened to it, and went to it, mm-hmm. and struggled to sustain the change. So there was the fascination both professionally as well as personally. It wasn't my intention to create my own education, but that's what happened. And so I witnessed, I led my own three-day leadership retreats for 10 months of the year for 10 years, which was one hell of a case study. And (laughs) in my observation, uh, I'd say up to 90% of the people who would attend were highly trained. They were uh, highly trained in their subject matter expertise. They were highly trained in their linear traditional leadership skills, uh, highly trained uh, from a personal standpoint. But for whatever reason, They hadn't attained the level of transformation that they'd wanted, nor did they know how to sustain it. So Mm. when you think about the sea of coaches that are out there, the sea of leadership service providers in the marketplace internationally, there's no other leadership service provider that focuses on the sustainability element of personal or professional transformation. And my aim is to be able to get this education in the hands of those who are leading at the highest level uh, because they need the support right now because they are in a situation which is unprecedented because most leaders are used to being in control. So navigating uncertainty is new terrain for them. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm curious as you um, share some of your why and um, what you've observed, what are some of the, the key things you have found can help that training, that expertise, because you work with such highly trained uh, leaders, they have lots of training, they have lots of coaching. What do you find is, is part of the shift that needs to take place to make that transformation sustainable? What do you Correct. find is missing or is needed? What a fabulous question. <laughs> um, just to give context, I'll explain. Mm-hmm. I've, got a, I've got a model for everything, Rebecca, so I'll explain mm-hmm. yep. one, one of the core models and then I'll um, extrapolate out from there. Uh, so I call it the three-legged stool. Uh, and this is pretty much, in my observation, uh, generically, globally, uh, the, the, um, the case. So One leg of the stool is traditional linear leadership skills. Most leaders are highly, highly trained, unconsciously competent in that leg of the stool. Mm -hmm. They have been there, done that with reference to, they yawn at the prospect of going to yet another leadership retreat. So that leg's very, very solid. The second leg of the stool is subject matter expertise. Most leaders are, uh, for them to have attained the position that they have, they are a subject matter expert in a particular area or a cross-section of areas. That leg of the stool is very, very solid, and they're unconsciously competent in that leg. Uh, unconsciously competent, uh, when you're in the car, 15, 16-year-old, and it's all a bit clunky, you're unconsciously incompetent. You get in your car now, you don't even think about it, you're unconsciously competent. That's the context. Yep. Third leg of the stool is the non-linear, non-traditional, what they term, which I find hilarious, soft skills or feminine leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Which is, they're hardly soft, and they're not feminine. Um that leg of the stool is the weakest, and that leg of the stool is the um, number one leg of the stool where sustainability is concerned. Mm. So prior to COVID, if uh, leaders were unwilling to grow, evolve, or change, either individually or collectively as the culture, <clears throat> uh, they would look at the third leg of the stool as it's a nice to have. It might be sitting in that kind of like that woo-woo area And when we've got the time, when we've got the budget, which was hardly ever. Now, with COVID, although we've got a global um, pandemic going on, we also have a fair pandemic going on. And it's highlighting the level of disassociation within humanity as we know it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a threat to the pharmaceutical industry because I have a non-drug-related solution to uh, mental illness. Mm. I have a huge issue with acronym-orientated diagnoses. I don't believe in PTSD. I don't believe in depression. I don't believe in ADHD. I don't believe in the – if it's got an acronym to it and then you attach a drug to it and then we identify that that's okay, this in no way, shape, or form is discrediting those that believe that they are depressed, have PTSD, ADHD diagnosed, and so forth. Um, I just believe that there is another way that does not have to include drugs Uh, I'm brave enough to be able to say that in my observation, after 30 years in the trenches, upwards of 80% of those that are on some form of pharmaceutical drug do not need to be on that drug, that there is another way. So from my perspective, there is a need to offer alternative solutions uh, to the crazy uh, situation that we have globally, because it's all about money. We're supposed to be the most enlightened race on the planet, yet we're still killing each other. That's another conversation for another time. Um, So I believe the fear pandemic is highlighting uh, the degree of addiction, the degree of suicidal thought structures. In 10 years of leading those retreats, of um, having the privilege to serve the amount of leaders that I did over that period of time, over 90% of the people who attended 
had some uh, destructive um, belief of not wanting to be here, but mm. never talk, but never talk about it. And in a Forbes um, magazine article that uh, it was a research study that was done recently, <clears throat> everybody likes stats, mm-hmm. uh, 60% of those that were interviewed, these are all high-level leaders, 60% uh, admitted that they uh, had some form of mental illness going on, uh, but they would never mention it. 69% stated that uh, this pandemic experience has been the most challenging of their entire leadership career. 72% uh, admitted that they don't have all of the answers all the time. 52% doubted their ability to lead. Uh, 74% stated that they had to put on a cheerful face and be optimistic when they didn't feel that way. 58% found it um, extremely challenging to lead virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30- 37% uh, found it really difficult to switch off. 41% uh, experienced higher stress levels. Uh, 74% really questioned their ability to lead but would not say anything to anyone. And 74% stated that they had they were, they were forced to be more transparent uh, than they ever had been in their leadership career. And when you look at the lowest stats, mm-hmm. 25% and 23% were that they seeked support from either an external management consultant or an executive coach. I think those stats speak for themselves. Oh, it's, it's, it's so interesting because I think what we think sometimes as leaders or how we can look at leaders or ourselves as leaders, what we think other leaders are experiencing or doing or what they're struggling with can be, I think sometimes depending on our mood, <laughs> we think we're different and the only ones experiencing this or sometimes um, in feeling isolated and alone or decide everyone's feeling a certain way. It's, it's interesting what we'll, we'll decide. So it's so powerful to have stats and really see what is happening out there. I want to circle back to, because I do want to dig into this, this um, mental health aspect, but if we're going back to the three-legged stool and we're looking at that leg that tends to be a little bit weaker and that quote-unquote softer skills or um, feminine skills as they call it and those are the ones especially when we're facing unprecedented times as we're navigating uncertainty it sounds like those are the ones that are most in demand and most most needed right now to navigate powerfully and effectively um is is that a true understanding and what would you add to that how do we build those or what do we need to be aware of um as we're trying to navigate these times mm. so the irony Um, just because we have uh, always endorsed IQ as the most uh, important or the most valued level doesn't mean that that's the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, So one level of consciousness is intelligence, IQ. Second level is EQ, which is a bit of a buzzword right now, which Mm -hmm. is your emotional intelligence. Third level is uh, SQ, which is spiritual intelligence, spirituality Mm -hmm. for me just to mm-hmm. make it easy for your listeners, is trusting the unknown as much as the known, regardless mm-hmm. of what you call it, higher power, universal force, collective consciousness, God, energy, zone, slipstream, vortex, um, regardless of what the conduit is that you hook into, fundamentally, um, when people hear the word spirituality or hear the word uh, faith, especially in corporate, they switch off, which is why the most palatable word that I've been able to find to navigate that conversation is the word co-creative. Who we, when we were born, we were born intuitive, we were born uh, connected and we were born fearless. That was our birthright. And then we forgot. 
bringing uh, high-level leaders back to that innate state of leading fearlessly, connecting into the in- intuition to the GPS system, uh, operating from a connected state to themselves and their people, which was interesting when you started the show, that you started out with getting people connected emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. prior to actually you know, navigating whatever conversation. So IQ, EQ, SQ, but there's two other levels in what I term fourth, fifth dimensional leadership, which is the uh, alchemical uh, intelligence and holistic intelligence, which is goes well beyond looking at yourself from the humanistic standpoint and looking at yourself from a co-creative standpoint, which is part of what I uh, navigate for people. So the level of consciousness of where a leader operates has a huge, uh, obviously, impact on their effectiveness. Mm -hmm. Leaders at the moment, when you think about mental health, it's hard enough, and the buzzword at the moment is uh, workplace well-being. Mm -hmm. Most organizations, and I do say this, most organizations, it's a hindrance. It's like a compliance issue tick box that that they have to do something about, not because they genuinely feel that it's something that is integral to the health of their organization. Um, And that's a brave statement to make, but it's the truth in my observation. But you take mental health at the most senior level, politicians, uh, high-end CEOs, uh, the major global influences that we have in the world, there is a stigmatization uh, that if you're doing – pay cuts and retrenchments and um, you know making your staff redundant and you got this pressures from family from external parties from it is unprecedented the pressure that they are under yet we expect them to be superhuman 24 hours a day seven days a week and they do not feel confident to mention anything of a of a, a mental health nature a because they're fearful of losing their position mm-hmm. but b they're the ones who are supposed to have it all together all the time. So there's a high, there's an expectation that is unprecedented that we have on these leaders right now. And there are some leaders out there at the highest end, which is who I target, who are really hurting right now. And who the hell do they talk to? Yeah, yeah. And and who can support them in yeah. that real space, uh, meeting them exactly where they're at, where they're not having to be an image or be something um, to others, but really be supported, um, absolutely, as they're leading and guiding. Um, we are getting ready to go to our next commercial break. And as we do that, I want you to think about all that Sally has been sharing with us and really see how is this, this hitting you? What what thoughts, what ideas, what perhaps expanded or different perspective is is coming forward for you? And this is an opportunity to really um, slow down, receive, and really process what is being shared. And I think it's a great check-in for ourselves. You know, where are we feeling free to get supported or not free to get supported? Are we acting in alignment with who we really are, what we really believe? The level of transparency that we're living is that in alignment with with who we are. Are we building support in where we need it? Where do we go for that? So enjoy these next two minutes. It's an opportunity for you to process, to go deep, listen. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that opportunity or were even stretched a little bit as you took a moment to think about these things. They're not just something outside of you that someone else, some other leader is dealing with, but how are you looking at these things in your life? How are you navigating uncertainty? Are you in alignment with what is supportive and true for you? Are you building support in your life? If you were to look at that three-legged stool, um, are all the legs strong? Does one need more support? Do you need more support? Are there some shifts perhaps to make so that you can be more in alignment with who you are, with your gifts, with your talent, with what you're bringing to the world? It's so important that we pause and we check in and we make sure that what we're putting our time and heart and energy into is actually in alignment with who we are and what we're called to bring forward. And sometimes we get so caught up in the doing or following checklists or we've just always done it this way. We forget to question. We forget to check in. And so I want to encourage you through our time together today, check in. At the end of the show, don't just rush back into the day. Take a moment to really process and take in what is going to serve you, what's going to help you move forward powerfully and purposely in all that you are called to bring to the world. 
So some of the things we were talking about is the environment that we are all um, navigating through, and there can be fear. There's things that um, the pandemic is bringing globally and in different countries in different ways that we're navigating through. Travel has changed. Communication has changed. All of these changes. And there is a level of transparency um, that is happening, and yet there are high-level leaders, and we may be a leader, that we're standing in that role in that place to lead and support others, implement things, but we're not always getting the support we need or we don't have that person we can connect with, we can stretch, we can um, share our fears with, we can share the questions we have, the things that we're wondering so that we can grow. And I think it's important, one, that we check in on that for ourselves, but two, that we're also um, realizing that we have leaders around the world that may not have that support, that um, don't have a safe place to plug into, to um, be poured into. And I think holding them up with some um, grace and compassion and understanding is important. And um, that it's okay to not know everything, that it's okay to lead and grow and be open. Um, so, so with that, I was just thinking, Sally, I have two questions. So one is for the leaders out there that are feeling like they have to um, continue to stand, be a strong, be a silo. They don't have anyone to um, help them, you know, guide them or support them through these unchartered times that we're in. What's what's a message you would like to share with them today? <clears throat> First of all, from a contextual standpoint, uh, given the cross-section of uh, those listening today, you may not view yourself as a leader. Uh, so everything that I'm about to say is as applicable to somebody who is at a high-end level of leadership as it is to somebody who doesn't view themselves as a leader. We can frame that in the context of self-leadership. Mm-hmm. So everything I'm about to impart is as applicable for uh, both audiences. So. Uh, sadly, uh, humankind only evolves through some form on mass, through some form of act of God, a tornado, a flood, a fires, um, a hurricane, uh, a pandemic. Uh, usually, um, we are forced into awakening uh, from a conscious standpoint. And usually, people only evolve through some form of adversity. Mm. And that's said in 2021 that the main uh, contributing factor for evolving humankind as we know it usually comes through some form of adversity. So in both of the books that I wrote, I talk about a thing called culturalization. I've lived a life of extreme adversity, which is why I believe that I have been um, prepared to uh, do what I do uh, and have evolved to the degree that I have. I didn't come here willingly. I came through uh, many experiences of extreme adversity, have experienced more adversity than most to be able to teach what I teach. And culturalization stands for evolving consciousness to this fourth, fifth dimension that I speak about um, such that uh, we no longer have to manifest adversity to learn. There is another way to evolve as a culture. And when I talk about culture, I'm talking about humankind or the human race as we know it. So we in the education system uh, do not en masse uh, evolve the curriculum uh, to 
in turn evolve the uh, psyche of the human being on the planet. There is a reason for that. Uh, we are all aware of mindfulness um, education and how powerful it is. The fact that only um, a few schools have adopted and yet that is not as respected as maths or science. So one area that we're not evolving as a culture is in the education system globally. There's almost like a dumbing down, a need to keep um, the consciousness of the planet at a certain level such that the monetary wheels of society um, through uh, pharmaceutical drugs as an example I mean, can you imagine every returning uh, vet from a war zone, if there was an alternative to uh, going down the track of um, experiencing PTSD and then experiencing having to take drugs and then experiencing the aftermath of what that path takes them, if there was a solution to that, if there was a solution that didn't involve drugs, where they could recalibrate, where they could heal, um, healing, God, there's a subject, um, can you, we've got human beings in every single organization on the planet. Every single human being has what I term a default identity. Moment by moment by moment, you're either in your empowered state or your disempowered state. And I term the disempowered state as your default. And people <clears throat> oscillate between their empowered state and their disempowered state. Mm -hmm. Part of what I teach in the co-creative equanimous leadership curriculum is how do you die to your default level of identity such that you no longer need to oscillate. Counseling and psychotherapy psychoanalyze the default. I disappear it, such that the new default becomes your empowered state. <clears throat> Having these skills in the schooling system, if you just took mastery of the inner critic, to be human is to have an inner critic. Nobody talks about it, yet it annihilates human potential. I can talk to a nine-year-old child who has a heinous inner critic. I can talk to a 49-year-old client who's had four decades of self-abuse. Nobody talks about the inner critic. When was the last time somebody said, how's your inner critic today? Yet everybody has one. And if we had mastery of the inner critic, which is also part of what I teach in the schooling system, just that alone would change the human psyche as we know it. So, and and I want this is this is great, and there's so much you're giving us to absorb and and to take in and and explore. Um, I I love that, and I want to give everyone that that opportunity to really take in some of these these questions, some of these things to ponder. And explore that inner critic, that oscillating back and forth between a disempowered and empowered state and that um, what are some of the systems or ways that we are assuming healing occurs versus questioning or seeing if there are some other ways um, those waters can be navigated. And I want to, for those, and I love how you started your response with, you know, we're, we're essentially, we are all leaders in one way or another, um, whether we recognize that in ourselves or not, we have opportunities where we get to lead different things and, and to bring them forward. So we all have this opportunity to step into that place. And I love that we can choose to be in that more empowered and that awareness that a lot of times we're kind of oscillating between a disempowered and empowered. So I'm curious with that, is there an awareness we could start to tap into or is there a question we could start to ask to help us um, be kinder to ourselves, be more positive with ourselves and step more frequently into that empowered place? <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So before I answer that question, mm -hmm. I'll just touch on the uh, healing side of sure. things because um, it's integral to answering this question. So mm -hmm. 
if we have human beings in every single organization on the planet and we are to entertain that every single human being has what I term a default identity, when we were born, we were born, as I said before, connected, um, fearless and intuitive. And then between the ages, it's proven through the study of ontology, the study of what it is to be human, that between the ages of three to five is when we separate and we learn to distrust and we don't trust the unknown anymore. And then the trajectory of our lives from that moment forward uh, is based on the beliefs that, that we adopt from our parents, our environment, our teachers, our siblings. <clears throat> so if every single person in, in a organization has a default identity, there must be an unacknowledged undistinguished, unrecognized default culture energetically within every single organization. If that is the case, and uh, we've only ever relied on our subject matter expertise and our uh, traditional leadership skills, there's no surprise when a pandemic of this nature has occurred, forcing us into unprecedented waters. We're either going to survive this experience or thrive in this experience. To thrive in this experience uh, is a function of choice, which you spoke about earlier, and also a function of alignment. Suffering is optional. All of human suffering is a function of what we make things mean. If you stop making things mean something, then you don't have to suffer anymore, uh, which is all very well, well to say, but how do you do that, which is part of what I'm going to answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, alignment. Alignment. Conflict is a function of being out of alignment. What the pandemic has highlighted is the degree to which you take something like addiction. Pre-COVID, if you had an addiction as a leader, you could mask it. Post-COVID, with being at home in a very foreign environment with your children, very unusual, especially if you're a high-level leader, uh, in lockdown for the period of time that you are, um, all of those factors um, have a huge impact on your ability to uh, sustain state. So, uh, in the context of addiction, the addiction has escalated. Uh, And especially for those high-level leaders, if you're a high-level leader and your addiction has escalated, not only are you facing your inability to deal with your mental mindset, you've also, uh, you're escaping in the need to fuel the addiction even more that you did pre-COVID. But hey, let's not say anything. Houston, we have a problem, but let's not say anything. Mm-hmm. So the things that I'm about to relay are some of the things that I recommend to be able to navigate uncertainty. And healing is one of them. Why is, what well, I wrote an article Um, So I write articles on a weekly basis on evolving leadership consciousness and mindset mastery every week on LinkedIn. And one of the articles was about healing as one of the core strategies in executive level boardrooms. I can tell you this for free. uh, That is not the case. (laughs) A, because people's uh, listening of healing is what is that, which is what the the article speaks into. What is healing? Healing. you know, why is healing important? Uh, why should we bother with it? Um, and usually most people won't go anywhere near the context of healing unless some level of adversity is, has been experienced, which is very sad. There's not a person on this planet that is not in need of some level of healing, regardless of what it is that they've experienced. Just touching on that 10 years of leading retreats, 10 months of the year for 10 years, um, in a high percentage of cases, uh, given their, their, um, that they've never divulged really what was going on for them and having to mask, um, they'd never experienced healing. 
And as far as effectiveness within organizations who are so um, hell-bent on the bottom line, one of the biggest things that will change the trajectory of the culture within an organization is providing the right support outside of just employee assistant programs, um, the, the right support, because every single person that's sitting on that board, be it the CEO and the, the eight executive or 10 executive, those people, fish stinks from the head down, it's a chapter in my second book, <laughs> um, there is a requirement because um, regardless of what it is that you've experienced in the past, it's not about the what happened, it's what you made it mean. There's more dysfunctionality for people who've experienced next to nothing to those that are warranted to, which I find fascinating. So healing is number one in my books with reference to being able to navigate stability, being able to sustain being empowered, and obviously there is a need to find the right practitioner. Right. Um, and, and I'm and I'm going to interrupt you here just just a moment because we're getting ready to go to our next commercial break. Um, but I love this that 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 healing is so key and important that we do that and um, that reminder that every one of us on this planet has a level of healing we can go to another level. And I hope that. Um, gives people a little sense of relief. It's not just me. It's not just um, this thought that we all have another level of healing that we can go through, we can go to, and then that can really be supportive of us and all that we're called to do. So on this next commercial break, I want to encourage you to think about all that Sally has been sharing with you and take some notes, really process on a cellular level what she's sharing, the um, tips, the insights, and we'll continue our conversation in just two minutes. a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. You're listening to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. If you have a question or comment for Rebecca or her guest, we'd love to hear from you. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Rebecca at yourpurposedrivenpractice.com. 
Now back to Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes that it gave you a moment to digest and process and receive everything that is here for you today. And I know that I had to um, cut off our, our previous comments that our powerful Sally was sharing with us about um, some of her tips of how we can move forward and shift some of these things, really strengthen that third leg in the chair. And she was talking about healing and the importance of that and in that we all have a level of healing that we can step into and and some of why that's that's so important. And with that, I don't want to leave anyone hanging. So Sally, <laughs> are there additional <laughs> tips that you can share with us? I would love to have that information shared with our listeners. Fabulous. Um, so here's my top six tips, people. <clears throat> so I've al- already mentioned uh, healing. Healing would be my number one mm-hmm. with the right healer. Uh, healing uh, guarantees empowerment. If you're wanting stability in your mental state, that is a function of being able to heal what is out of alignment. Number two, the number one success strategy of every successful person on the planet, proven, is the application of morning practices. If you get into your car and you don't put petrol in it, it will not go to um, the distance at the speed with which you want it to go to reach the destination. So in the context of morning practices, what do you do of a morning to, especially in times like this, to actually fuel yourself. Um, example for myself, uh, when I wake of a morning, I do meditation, I go for a 30-minute walk. On the 30-minute walk, I'm listening to every single goal, personally and professionally, on audio, in the affirmative as if it's already happened. So every day I'm training my DNA to manifest into reality the, the future-based world as if it's in reality now. I'm also listening to other affirmations. I am listening to a podcast of a motivational nature so that I'm, I'm a lifelong learner, so I'm learning something new every day. So I'm not just doing a 30-minute walk. I'm also listening and feeding and fueling myself. When I come back home, I'll do a gratitude journal and I'll write um, 10 things that I'm grateful for. I will then obviously apply the right food regime um, and then I'll start my day. So that's Perfect. non-negotiable seven days a week. Uh, what are you doing uh, to again, these are all practices that will have you stabilize. You've got to fuel the car. If you are ever feeling out of alignment, if you're ever feeling disempowered, the number one place that I refer my clients to is boundaries first, life second. Um, so that would be recommendation number two. Recommendation number three. Uh, your thoughts create your reality. How many books do we read that say, be careful what you think? Your thoughts create your reality. And especially in a time like this pandemic, uh, people are not highly trained in their ability to <clears throat> change their thought structures. So the mantra that I live by every day and I train my clients in is think, do, say, be, forward the game. Is what I'm thinking forwarding the game? If it's not, don't think it. Is what I'm doing forwarding the game? If it's not, don't do it. Is what I'm saying forwarding the game? If it's not, don't say it. And in who I'm being on a day-to-day basis, is that forwarding my game? If it's not, don't be that. That mantra trains you to live at a very high degree of integrity. And if you're living at a high degree of integrity, then you are vibrating, resonating at a higher level, and then able to manifest and attract uh, like like energy to you. And I, and I think uh, we have time for one more of those tips, so they'll get to contact you for the remaining. But one more, if you could share. Cool. Uh, That would be um, uh, anything that Brene Brown is doing, highly recommend online. 
And two books that I would recommend right now. One is called Why Me, Why This, Why Now by Robin Norwood, uh, which is a fantastic read when people are questioning why they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. You may feel that this is happening to you, but it's actually happening for you. And the last recommendation as far as reading is concerned is Synchronicity, The Inner Path to Leadership by Joseph Jaworski, who was the founder of the Being the State of Leadership versus Doing Leadership in America. Extraordinary uh, read with reference to um, how to navigate um, being called beyond what you feel as though you're capable of to actually make um, that level of transformation in the world. Oh, beautiful. Thank you for sharing so much information, tips, and insights with us, um, powerful reads, um, books that we can add to our library. Uh, appreciate that. And how can people connect with you so they can learn those last few tips, follow your blog? <laughs> what, are, what are the best ways for them to connect in with you? Great. So the only social media medium that I operate on is LinkedIn from a business perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, they can uh, contact me on LinkedIn. And as I said before, from a free resource perspective, there is a vault library of articles on anything to do with evolving leadership consciousness or mindset mastery pertinent to this co-creative leadership, equanimous leadership concept uh, on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. So LinkedIn is the place to go. And do they look up your name or what should they look for on LinkedIn? Yeah, so if they just uh, type in Sally Anderson, I'm based in New Zealand. uh, And Leadership Coach to the Influencers is my positioning. And I would love to support anybody if they're wishing to uh, deep dive further in a conversation. Beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing so deeply and generously with us. I appreciate it. And listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. And I hope that this has supported you, one, in recognizing that you are a leader and some of the things that you can start to do, question, check in on to really support that third leg of your chair so that you are fully supported. You are able to bring forward all that you are called to bring forward in a way that's in alignment, that is sustainable, um, that you're not pouring from a place that is empty, but that you're being filled up so you can bring forward all that you're called to, to bring forward because you are a gift to this world. You're absolutely needed. And I believe, especially during uncertain times, one of the greatest gifts you can bring to the world is you in alignment, filled to overflowing so that you can have the positive impact that you are called to have. So be willing to be seen, be willing to be heard, be willing to bring the gift of you forward so that wherever you go, whatever you do, however you choose to show up, You're choosing to bloom where you are planted and shine. Have an amazing week, everyone, and I'll look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for joining us this week for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Rebecca Hall Greider, next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, with a replay on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a beautiful week, and may you always bloom where you're planted and shine.